Hi there. Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. And yes, we are going to jump right in to Peter Gabriel. We have so much to talk about with this, and we've been listening to everything and watching all the videos and going to the concert. <laughs> going to the concert. Yes. Um, I, I went to a concert in 1986. It counts. <laughs> yeah, I just went to his current tour concert, the IO tour. I am here back in Pittsburgh reporting live. Well, not from the concert because it was last night, but yes, this was my, how many times the, to see (laughs) my first time seeing him was the secret world tour. Uh, Wow. Which was 30, no, 20, 20 years ago. Yes, us, the tour for us. That was in, no, that was 30 years ago, 1993. Yeah, us came out in 1992 too, and the tour was 1993. And then I saw him 19 years ago in 2022, uh, 2020, sorry, 2002. My gosh, the 2000s are so difficult to say. (laughs) 2002, I saw him twice, LA and... Uh, first San Diego, then LA mm-hmm. on the growing up tour. And then I saw him do back to front in Boston. That was doing so the entire album of so. Oh, okay. And then he played other things after that. That was September 24th. Well, almost exactly 11 years ago, 2012. Nice. I haven't seen him in concert except on YouTube. Like before we started, I was watching him um, in the Secret World live tour. So thank you, oh. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that is was such a great tour. Yeah, like I'm I'm jealous for those who got to see it live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Though I think my favorite tour was growing up. Mm-hmm. If you can see any clips of that, it was recorded. He performed downside up upside down yeah downside up is off of the ovo album Mm -hmm. and he was performing it with his daughter melanie and they got on this uh ring metal contraption that uh, is obviously round and they're walking around it upside down singing the chorus that's wild and when they were performing the song growing up, or he, not they, he, he got into this giant plastic bubble ball and would walk in it around the stage. So it's spinning. And then he would bounce in it. Oh my God, that one is so fun. It just, and that one, I, that is one of my favorite songs of his growing up. Mm-hmm. And the glee, the absolute glee of the audience, it still makes me teary to hear the song and think of being there twice, San Diego and LA, and have that experience. Oh my God. That's awesome. I was able to find it on YouTube. I don't know where where they recorded this, but 2016, right? No, that was 2002. Well, the one I found was 2016. That's weird. Well, they may okay. have loaded it then. Posted it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Just awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when I'm... I was, when I saw him in, sorry, in San Diego, December mm-hmm. 8th, 2002, on the Growing Up Live tour, he went up on stage to introduce the opener, The Blind Boys of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And it was in the round the the concert was and so backstage to go to to and from backstage he had to walk past the crowd and we're our seats are like more in the middle Mm -hmm. and we were there really early my now ex and I and he's walking past the outer part of our seats 
and no one else was in our row yet. So I saw him walk past to go up to the stage. And I'm like, oh my God. And (laughs) I see here he's coming again. So I dart over. This is so unlike me. I dart over to the edge of where he was going to walk by. And I said, I spoke to him and I got to shake his hand. (gasps) Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Once in a lifetime, you got to do it. Yes, Yes. I had to do it. Yes. Yes. I just had to. Well, I don't, I don't think there's any video of the concerts back then that I went to. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you never know. Are. Yeah. You never know. But it was, I, I remember more like the experience of going there rather mm-hmm. than like specifics at the concert because mm-hmm. a friend of mine, um, she had gone like the night before and she wanted to go again and I'm like, okay, sure. Do we have tickets? No, we'll get them when we get there. So, oh. so <laughs> how are we going to get there? This was in college, right? Mm. So she's like, well, I have a credit card. Let's run a limo. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Because this was like going from Wellesley to, you say it's called Worcester. That's how yeah. you say it. It's not spelled that way. Whatever. Yeah. So, and so we did that. And then when we got there, you know, of course the concert had already started and everything. Mm. Um, and so we were, you know, like you did in the day, looking around for people selling tickets out there. And there was some guy, um, he, I guess he was waiting for somebody who didn't show up. It's like, well, the person I was waiting for didn't show up. You guys can take these tickets. And he just gave them to us. Mm. He didn't sell them That's or awesome. anything. And we're, oh you know, gosh. and so there you go. <laughs> wow it was incredible yeah but yeah i i loved loved the concert this was what so everything from <laughs> from what the first a four great albums. story and so yeah oh yeah. my gosh it was, and it was i bought a t-shirt so there you go i did yeah. actually pay something for it. yeah <laughs> i have no Still. idea where that t-shirt is now oh uh, but yeah you know. limo and a t-shirt that's mm-hmm. all you had to pay Mm-hmm. maybe a drink I don't think it did yeah but yeah wow it was it was incredible oh uh, and it was I guess like a medium-sized it like maybe bigger a little bit bigger than the than the summit mm-hmm. compact center yeah. whatever yeah current mega church yeah here mm. <laughs> so yeah before he started doing the stadium tours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I didn't realize until doing research for this today, because we watched, in addition to listening to all the music and watching some music videos, we watched classic albums, oh, yeah. Peter Gabriel So, and it was the making of the album So. So in doing some research before this, we're going to be saying so a lot because we do anyway. (laughs) And now it's jumping out at me every time I say it. While I was doing research for this, I discovered that Salisbury Hill was the very first solo single that he wrote. Now, I didn't find what year he wrote it, but we know that it came out on his first solo album, Peter Gabriel One, also known as Carr in 1977 so he could have written it any time you know he may have written it he may have started working on it while he was still with genesis he may have started working on it as soon as he left genesis but it came out with peter Mm -hmm. gabriel one slash car Mm -hmm. so that's cool that's never been one of my favorite songs really yeah but now I have a much, much bigger appreciation for it, knowing that it was his first. Okay. Yeah. And I think back then, that's when we had just moved to Houston and and I was, um, you know, I had a little clock radio and I was searching for radio stations. And I remember, you know, I, I was, you know, listening to the, the classic rock station. So that's one of the songs that I remember. Mm, that's back cool. And some of his yeah. early stuff. Yeah. I think one of the reasons that it's not one of my favorites is 
like I, I really like the original recording of it because there it feels edgier. Mm-hmm. And when he has performed it live in the later years, it doesn't feel as edgy. It feels yeah. like he's softened it a lot, but that's fine. Now, in the when you were talking about going to the concert, you were this concert that you just went to, you were saying that you're worried that he wasn't going to play enough, not worried, mm-hmm. I don't know, enough yeah. old songs yeah. and that, you know, you might be a little disappointed. So how, how did he do with the ratio of old to new and okay, were you happy with it? So I wrote down the set list before going. I had never, ever, ever done that before. Mm-hmm. I'd never looked up a set list before going, but I did this because I wanted to be able to look at my phone if he played something that I particularly liked and wasn't mm-hmm. familiar with or just just wanted to know. Mm-hmm. So he played, let's see, the first two, uh, one, two, three, I should count this for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven were old I think about half were old Mm -hmm. he did play Salisbury Hill of course in your eyes and Biko big time red rain don't give up darkness from um up sledgehammer digging in the dirt growing up and washing up the water Mm -hmm. so that it was a very nice selection of old stuff It looks like he played, I don't know how many things are on the new album because the whole album hasn't come out yet. So there were, there was at least one thing that hasn't been released yet. And, but he may have played the whole album because there, there was a lot. So I really enjoyed most of the new stuff that he played. Okay, And in fact, there was one thing where I had just, like laughed at the name of the song because mm-hmm. it, I just rolled my eyes at it. I hadn't heard it before, but I'm like, oh, please. And he got to it. It was the second song of the second half of the show. And oh my God, the staging of it was freaking gorgeous. And the song itself was really beautiful. It's called Love Can Heal. So you mm-hmm. understand why I was yeah. incredulous mm-hmm. about what it was going to be like, right? Yeah. 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 It was so stunning visually and musically. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Nice. And then the one that hasn't been released yet, I don't believe, is called Live and Let Live. Mm-hmm. Also dippy title, mm-hmm. but it was beautiful. Okay. Really beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a lovely, lovely concert and visually like all, all the visuals, he named every visual artist whose Mm -hmm. stuff he used. Nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, he introduced the band at the very beginning. Nice. That was cool. And he introduced them or named them again throughout the show. Love it. He paused in the middle of the second half to thank and show on this big screen, the stage hands and everyone who set up the stage and all the, the crew and the workers who set up everything, set up everything. and would be tearing everything down. Mm -hmm. You almost never have anyone even thank the crew, much less show them on video, like live showed them live mm-hmm. yeah that was very cool yeah yeah so it he he was great and i just loved how thankful he was for all that so one dude in the band so the band let me open this up i'll name them while we're here of course peter tony levin of course they've been together for 47 years right. menu cache wow. on drums uh and and he was in I so think- yeah, I was going to yep. say. <laughs> yep. David Rhodes, they've been together 44 years, Peter said. Don E, doing keyboards and vocals. Richard Evans, guitars, winds, and 
and wind instruments. Uh, Ayana Witter Johnson, gorgeous cello, piano, and vocals. She sang Don't Give Up with him. Beautiful. Marina Moore doing violin, viola, and vocals. She mm-hmm. was fabulous. And Josh Shapak, trumpet, French horn, keyboards, vocals. So this dude, there were some people right around us in the audience who would cheer just like, I'm going to say excessively, but it wasn't. They would just go overboard and cheering for, for Josh. And so I looked him up. It's like, does he have Pittsburgh roots or something? I could not find anything. But it was so cute that this whole, like even scattered throughout, people would just really cheer for this Josh Shapak dude. And so at one point, I would jump in on that, like really cheer for him. It's like, he <laughs> yeah. there must be some reason. And he, and he seemed super young. So, and he was great. Like his trumpeting was fabulous. Yeah. Okay. Just a jazz background. Maybe he's their cousin or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, but I jumped on it. So nice. yeah. it was cool. Yeah. So yeah. In the, yeah, the movie, um, it was great. You know, I mm-hmm. learned a lot about how it was, how the whole album was put together on the farm. <laughs> that was in so 10 cool. months, shortest album for him ever up to that point. <laughs> right. Because, you know, got to get those details. Right. But, and then uh, who was the guy who locked him in the barn? Daniel Lanois. The producer of the film, yeah. uh, I mean, of the of the, of the, uh, album. the album, yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, you're procrastinating. Yeah, and he's, you know, excellent procrastinator. That's why it's called procrastinator, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> and so he locked him in there to force him to focus and get to work. Yeah, but he found great. a way out, right? Yes, he found a way. <laughs> what took the door off the hinges? Yes, that's too dude. funny. so i met daniel lenoir in la in 2002 with Uh my ex of course you know who has all these connections he my my ex seems not to have any connections to peter gabriel otherwise one would think that would have happened by now i met peter on my own by running over and shaking his hand (laughs) but yeah daniel my ex knows or knew and so I met him at something and he was very very sweet and uh yeah very passionate and I I love how much we got to see and hear of him mm-hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. yeah. it was cool and how he had worked with Peter on Birdie the soundtrack to the movie okay. that was cool and, and, and uh-huh. watching watching the videos after hearing Mm. all of this about how they were made also Mm -hmm. and not just the songwriting but how the the, that was amazing especially uh maybe for sledgehammer yeah 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 that was and you know of course we knew you know looking back we knew yes this is before cgi so yeah it's like all practical effects incredible yes and when Sledgehammer came out back then, the video, it really was revolutionary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had a huge impact. And I don't remember in the movie if it said about winning VMAs, you know, MTV's Video Music Awards, but mm-hmm. it, it did, didn't it? I didn't look it up for that for right now, but I mean, it was massive. On MTV, yeah. it got played all the time. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember it's just That's right when MTV like still played music. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oldest joke in the book, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. So I love for that song, they were talking to Manu Caché and he said that, or they, I think it was Daniel and he were both talking about it. And Manu played his part of the drums in one take and peter said okay that's great let's do it again and he said no i i just played it that's it yeah i'm done mm-hmm. you have your take that's it 
<laughs> like, uh, right. <laughs> That's it. This is this is this is the best it's gonna be. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's fabulous. Mm-hmm. And in contrast, for in your eyes. Okay, I wrote this down. So first, they told Peter told Manu to play whatever he wanted. And he was like, dude, what? What am I supposed to do with that? What do you mean play whatever I want? And so then he said, Peter started dancing around, quote, like an African. (laughs) So he started playing based on that. And they ended up with, after all is said and done and and everyone had like done their part for this song. They ended up with 96 different versions on oh, multi-track. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So they had hundreds of versions of the song. And That's Peter awesome. worked his lyrics around Yusu and Doors lyrical part. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This is so interesting about how they created this song because most songs are created sort of organically you know like someone writes the lyrics and then you write the music to go along with it or like with Elton John and Bernie Toppin I think Bernie writes the music first and then Elton writes the lyrics after if I'm remembering correctly Some people do it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And this, what? You have like all these different pieces and it's like just playing and putting the stuff together. Like, here you go. Listen to this, do your thing and we'll put it together later. Yeah. Okay. It worked. Yeah. And it's such a gorgeous song. Yes. Then I guess everybody gets songwriting credit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think to look at that. Mm-hmm. Who who gets the credit on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did y'all also watch Say Anything? <laughs> I did. I absolutely I did. watched it. Oh my God. That movie. <gasps> I, I, I'd seen it once before, but it was so long ago that I didn't re- remember very much about it. Um, and so it was like watching it for the first time and like every time in your eyes would come on, like I, I'd fall in love with it a little bit more because like th- that's the in your eyes movie. Like yes. I, I'll remember that before I remember the name of the movie. And I was actually um, reading up on it. Like when Cameron Crowe, like he, he'd written the scene um, with some, something that happened with his wife and my, so he'd written the scene um, and like, they had another song in mind for the mm. actual movie. They had already shot everything, but mm. every song that they chose, nothing worked, nothing fit. It just, it, it wasn't good. And he said he was going through his wedding tapes and and your eyes was on his wedding tape. And he's like, oh fuck, like this is the one, this is the one. So he went and contacted his people and they contacted David Geffen to say, we need this song. What, what do you want? What do you need? We need the song. And they initially contacted Peter um, and he thought it was for the John Belushi story. And he, at least, he initially told them no, because he thought it was for a completely different movie, but eventually they got permission to take it and use it. And history was made because oh. I can't imagine that scene with any other song. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, did you know that it was written with Rosanna Arquette in mind? I didn't know that. The movie? In your eyes. Oh, in your eyes. Yes. The song. The yeah. Song. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like they were dating at the time, right? Yes. And yeah. then like, uh, the his next album us was a at least some of it was inspired by their breakup so like digging in the dirt was all mm-hmm. the therapy he went through yeah. after yeah nice and y'all know that he also dated Sinead O'Connor for a while I didn't know that yeah mm-hmm. yeah and his first wife they split I don't know if it's only because, but in great part, because she had an affair with one of his, either his first or, you know, longtime producer, David Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's sad. Yeah. 
that may have been some of the therapy too. <laughs> hey, had a lot of dirt, uh, dirt to dig you know. through. Yeah, mm-hmm. it happens. So what what's been on your playlist this week? Because I know you you couldn't just leave it with the uh, the so oh, movie. God, no, no, of course not. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Peter Gabriel Four. Love that album. Mm-hmm. Also, some just some favorite songs growing up. Secret World, the the song Secret World. So I was listening to the radio. I forget which station in Boston when I lived there, the early night, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. And so Probably this is the in, same one I was listening to. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, I just don't remember what it was. Yeah. Uh yeah, and so I think it was, it, it was the beginning of September, nineteen ninety two. Had the radio station on. I was in my apartment and the very beginning of the song came on because it, it, it was literally the very, very beginning. And I could just tell from the music, wait, this sounds like Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. What is this? I've never heard this before. What? And he hadn't put an album out since so. That was 19, uh, 1986. And here we are in 1992. It's been six years. And it just had that vibe and then he starts singing i'm like wait this has to be peter gabriel i know that voice and the music made me so i'm i'm up and i'm moving and the music made me feel like spinning so i'm spinning and then it ends and sure enough the woman dj said and this is Peter Gabriel singing Secret World off of his new album, Us, coming out September 28th. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And so I was there September 28th. I wish I could remember the name of the the record store. And they handed out T-shirts to the first however many people it was. And so I got a T-shirt, which I no longer have, unfortunately. And when they perform that song live, they spin. Wow. Yeah. So you knew. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. I knew. That's wonderful. I still love that song. Yeah. So what were you listening to? Pretty much everything from from that album that that you were talking about and previous. I'm like, you know, I should listen to some of the newer stuff, but I just never got around to it. Yeah. So so much. Pretty much, you know, anything with with drums, you know, and yeah playing it like loud in the car and (laughs) of course I have the touch laughing hysterically while I'm singing (laughs) along and (laughs) playing the drums on my steering wheel Um, of course and and lay your hands on me of course Mm -hmm. goes with that Uh, Mm -hmm. no Mm self-control because you know (laughs) San Jacinto Red Rain you know and any anything else that you know would Apple would shuffle play and decide I needed to hear yeah <laughs> yeah San Jacinto is just one of my absolute favorites oh my yeah. god mm-hmm. love it mm-hmm. yeah. like in your eyes of course is my favorite that that's the one I knew so I, I listened to that one back to back to back to back for like a good hour mm. um and then I let Apple just kind of like Susan said shuffle around and um sledgehammer and um when don't give up came on i forgot how could i possibly forget that that was him for some reason like well i know what the reason is like when i think of don't give up y'all know those suicide prevention commercials or ads that used to come on so forever that song has been linked to that for me mm-hmm. so like i didn't listen to it a lot a lot just because it made me sad um but when i was doing my research for this i was like that's not he didn't write that for that for that ad he wrote this because of something with Ma- margaret thatcher um and right. like people ad, losing their a, jobs yes yes the miners or something yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I can go back and listen to that song um but like also like i didn't know that kate bush is not the first person he wanted for that do y'all know who he wanted yeah it's it they said in the movie dolly parton yeah yeah that's crazy yeah like dolly why'd you say no but um, it's okay that you said no because the song is amazing yeah yeah but it would have been interesting to 
fancy you know yeah, but i guess version. she thought it was like way out of her yeah her wheelhouse yeah. so that's yeah, okay it's yeah it's still her voice yeah. like his his music has always just been fun for me like yes we have mm-hmm. like the the love beats from some of them but like mm-hmm. i i like the more upbeat stuff um mm-hmm. like sledgehammer because like when, when i think of growing up like you already talked about mtv like that music video how could i not think of that because that mm-hmm. was so outside of the box of anything that i've, I've ever seen like that's mm-hmm. still one of the most outside of the box music videos that has ever been made and the yeah. same with uh big time also yeah. mm-hmm. Was yeah. was another one. It's like okay, yeah. yeah, kind of, and yeah. Most of the the videos that I was watching this morning were kind of like were were from that time, and they all had similar um uh they had similar like visual language. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, and in the video for this is the picture, excellent birds with oh, Lori Anderson. Oh my gosh just I love her anyway but the expression on her face when in the video when she would turn toward him and say you know excellent words or excellent birds or whatever just excellent whatever just I loved the look on her face you know it was like a little bit mischievous or and confirming and I just oh my god she's just so great yeah Love it. And I love that song. Just always loved it. I think mm-hmm. that's the first time that I had become aware of Lori Anderson. Really? We didn't, okay. I, I think, I don't know. Okay. I, yeah. I, I don't remember. Well, yeah. Here I was. We didn't have like, the internet then. down the road from you. And of course I, I had heard of her before yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember if I had or, or not, but that secured it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things blur. So yeah yeah it was a long time ago it was a long time ago yeah uh, i saw her in concert later cool do a, a thing yeah do you call him a concert for her performance performance i saw her perform okay <laughs> and she's awesome yes so anything else let's see oh mercy street I loved when Daniel Lenoir was pulling out that low octave shadow voice, he called it, that Peter recorded separately. Mm. They had to do, they had to get him to do it like first thing in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sleep in the barn. (laughs) (laughs) That was cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's one thing I wanted to add. Games Without Frontiers. Here comes the flood. Lay your hands on me and we do what we're told, Milgram's 37. Those all appeared in separate episodes of The Americans, one of our favorite shows. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And you know, his stuff has appeared in many other TV shows, but this is yeah, our I guess, favorite. But maybe not the left. Miami Vice was a big one. <laughs> oh god yeah yeah when i was reading up you know doing the research miami vice had a lot of instances of his music but yeah like miami vice was very mtv generation yeah which i I didn't write down how many times his music appeared in miami vice many yeah way (laughs) oh wait okay Okay, here was something I can't let this. So in the naming of uh, the official naming of his albums mm-hmm. after Peter Gabriel's one through four. So he's talking about the naming of the albums. He didn't like having to come up with names. So he decided, okay, I'll have, and he and Daniel both talked about this separately in the movie, in yes, the documentary. Yes. Yeah. So that, okay, I'll go with two letter names. And he said, quote, the less letters you have, the bigger you can make them. (laughs) So two things. Yes, that's cool. You can Mm -hmm. make them bigger. Mm -hmm. The fewer letters you have. (laughs) Stannis. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. (laughs) 
the same thing, of course. Yeah, of course. So we've got So Us Up. And now this current album is I.O., which is two letters, but you've got the dash between it. So it's three characters. (laughs) And then you've had other albums in there. Okay, you had Passion, which was the soundtrack for the movie the um oh my god last temptation of christ by martin scorsese came out in 1989 you had ovo in uh, 1999 beginning of 2000 and that was a performance he did for the millennium in london he did the soundtrack for the long walk home in 2002 then he had the album scratch my back in 2010 where he did he covered a song from another band or musician and they were supposed to cover one of his. It didn't always go tit for tat, but that was the concept and new blood in 2011, where he covered his own music as orchestral pieces. Nice. I'll have to listen to that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and then he did this. Oh, sorry. Let's go back to 1985. He did the soundtrack, Birdie. I skipped that one. But yeah, then you had the two-letter trilogy, So Us Up. So he's coming to Houston, I think, in October. So are you going again? No. I thought it was sooner <laughs> than that. I thought it was this coming weekend, isn't it? No? It's October? Oh, funny. Yeah, October 21st. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was end of September. Okay. No. no. That was Beyonce. Oh, okay. No, I don't want to go to the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion if I don't have to. No, it's a Toyota Center. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Man, I was so totally wrong. Mm-hmm. How did I think it was <laughs> September 28th at Cynthia Woods? Wow. Mm-hmm. That is very weird of me. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now and that's not like a Thursday, right? Yeah. 28th no the 28th is is that friday today's the 24th yeah 28th yeah. is thursday oh you're right thursday yeah. okay you're yeah. right oh my god wow i am just a total scramble <laughs> scrambled egg that was a different year um i don't know <laughs> i don't know so i do not know yeah there's yeah anyway can i ask like when y'all bought the albums for peter gabriel like i know with some of the artists i used to get the cds and cassettes for i would read the lyrics front oh god yeah oh yeah immediately so y'all knew how dirty sledgehammer was i was just listening to it and did had no idea how dirty i'm sitting here reading the lyrics right now like wow (laughs) (laughs) don't show me around your fruit cage because i will be your honeybee open up your fruit cage where the fruit can be sweet as can be what yeah Look, that's not as explicit as. Oh, um, no, there's other ones. Or as uh, I, you got the peaches, I got the cream. Uh, you know, from was that Def Leppard? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but and then come on, then there was Prince. Yeah, of course. Uh, duh, that's stuff I already knew. But <laughs> pay attention to but this, little, like this. Little old Peter Gabriel. Peter wouldn't do that. Her. <laughs> yep. He's a rock star. Come on. I love it. Good. Wow. <laughs> wow. You could have a steam train if you just lay down, lay your, down tracks. your tracks. Yeah. Okay, sir. That's kind of hot. Yeah. You can I'm have a theater. bumper car bumping. Mm-hmm. You bring those blue skies. In. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. That one's if you bring your blue skies back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm all you have do to is go call back me. and read all the lyrics from He'll all do those anything old songs you need. I loved yep yeah anything because <laughs> he wants to be your sledgehammer mm. i'll feel like him. <laughs> but then he gets all romantic with uh he sees the light and the heat in your eyes and the thousand right. churches and yeah yeah all the fruitless searches he wants to be that complete but they used it twice I remembered the boom box. I did not remember the first the time they sex. played it in the movie. Yes. Yes. I was like, yes. 
And he was all trembly and happy. He's like, are you cold? No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch oh it again. Gosh. I know. Yeah. I rented that sucker. Me that too. I need to rentable. buy it. Yeah. I know. I'm, that's going to be a purchase. Yeah. Not yet, though. And they were class of 88, just like me. It came out in 1989. I remember seeing it that summer when I was back from freshman year of college. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this movie is so good. I was just yes. in love with it immediately. I remember walking out of the theater. I'm like, holy shit, what was that? <laughs> that was something else. Yeah. And, and like, the, oh, the seatbelt scene, the seatbelt light scene. Like, that was oh, another yeah. thing that I, I always remembered. But like, wow. Like, oh, they're so scared. But it's so and, and John Cusack is actual Gen X. He was born yes. in 1966. Yeah. I had to confirm that. It's like, please don't be a yeah. boomer. Please don't be a boomer. Yeah, I know. Like oh. he, he and Joan. What year was she born? I think she's Is a she young... older than him? Yeah. Yeah. She I'm has really to be sure. a boomer. I think she's 63 or 4. Born in. I mean, not age. She's 60. Oh, significantly older. Yeah. Yeah, she's a boomer. Okay, but she's a boomer I love. Yeah, me too. She's awesome. Yeah. Oh coast. no, there <laughs> there are plenty of boomers with an Xer. Like Keanu is yeah. 1964, mm-hmm. but he's an Xer. He's an Xer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh he my can't god, help. Lily Taylor. Lily oh, Taylor. Yeah. I love her so much. Every yeah. time she pops up. Yeah. She's great. She's so good in this. Yeah. Like Ioni's guy oh. better be very happy about the fact that I enjoyed their love story because when this started up, I was like, is this like um some kind of wonderful where he's actually supposed to be with his best friend and Mm-mm. not with and not with the girl he's been crushing on? No. <laughs> no, no, correct. No. But I yeah. love Lily Taylor. I was yeah. I was yelling at her a little bit in the movie. I was like, stay away from him. He's not yeah. good. No good for you. <laughs> not 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 Lloyd, the other guy. Right, Joe. Yeah. Joe. Like, oh my Joe god, and I away. still love the dude at the party. He's like, yeah. So like, how'd you get Diane Court to go out with you? I called her up. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, how did it work? Or, or like, like, who are you? I'm Lloyd Dobler. Okay, you know, thanks. That gives me hope. <laughs> I know. And the curls. <laughs> Oh, and the one set of keys left, and it's it's that guy. Oh, look at this poor gentleman here mm-hmm. <laughs> talking to the dudes at the gas and sip. It's like, okay, but like, how come you guys are all here, like on a Saturday night at yes. like the gas and sip yes. by yes. choice, man? Yeah, we choose to be here. <laughs> no, because he was looking for advice. He was like, right. look, she broke up with me and I just need to know how to know how to deal with this. And like, they're all telling him, well, no, you should have broken up with her first. Or they're giving him all this kind of advice. And like you just said, he's like, wait a minute, but y'all are here. Y'all don't have dates. Wait a y'all are alone. What? And then he gets back into the car and starts recording to Corey again. He's like, well, that was a mistake. <laughs> Oh, Lord, everything about this movie is so good. And then, the you know, the the story going on about Diane and her dad at the same time. And oh, and the whole dinner scene, you know, I don't know, sir, I can't figure it all out tonight. I'm just going to hang with your daughter. (laughs) Like, what are you going to do with your life? Follow your daughter? That's that's not a vocation? Okay, kickboxing then. Oh, this movie. Oh, so good. Oh, my gosh. And yes, the Peter Gabriel song is absolutely essential to it. it is. I mean, everything else about it is great. But would it be part of us to the extent that it is without In Your Eyes, without the boombox scene? Would it? it? it I don't think it would either. Because, like I said, Cameron Crowe said he's tried so many different songs. Like there was a Billy Idol song um, that he what? thought was going to work. Um, oh. Something about lover, something about a lover, and like he he had his heart set on that song, but nothing worked. Nothing was good. He that he knew that. Yeah. Oh no, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you, Peter. 
Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad somebody yeah. finally got through to him that it was not for John Belushi documentary or movie or whatever. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. Mm. Wow. Mm. Well, I guess I'll have to continue listening to my playlist after this, or maybe some of the newer stuff. Newer. Um, new. Yeah. yeah, brand new. The yeah. brand new anything from the 2000s. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've heard a song here and there, and it's like, oh yeah, okay, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I still go back to, yeah, back to the originals. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> so next week we have Nepo Babies. We'll come up with a better title. We will, because I, I saw some interview on Entertainment Tonight with. Uh, I think it was Ethan Hawke and his daughter and mm-hmm. it's like well people say that like it's derogatory and no. so I'd like to take up the the title of Nepo father so, <laughs> that's you know. great yeah we do not mean it derogatorily we're just going to be talking about okay Hollywood legacies I was gonna okay. say Hollywood the next generation something there we go Whatever. yeah 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 because and we'll come up with others. Uh, you know, you see, we have a super long list. Yeah. We're not going to talk about everyone. We'll talk no. about whomever we want to talk about. But right. some of them are like, you know, mul- like, like third, multiple, multiple, multiple fourth. generations. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Crossing genres or oh, exactly. Genres. We've got some musicians, and so like one example is Lenny Kravitz, mm-hmm. who is a rock star but he also got into acting and zoe kravitz whose mom is lisa bonet but then also and i'm blanking right now i have it written down with a grandmother a grandmother roxy. yeah yeah roxy Ripper. yeah yeah thank you from the jeffersons mm-hmm. okay yes yeah yeah so and i'm currently re-watching the leftovers for reasons and now all i can think <laughs> about is her mom who like jill's mom? jill's actual oh, oh mom. yeah Yes, because it's weird. Andy McDowell, Andy McDowell, because I knew that from the movie, that. the show that they did together. Yeah, made. made. I, I I knew that from Made, but for some reason I never connected her with the leftovers. What the fuck? Yeah, what is wrong with me? Not, I yeah. think you pointed out Kelly. I was uh, like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, for reason. First of all, we don't need a reason to watch the leftovers. I said for reason. Second of all, it's that it time is of year. coming up on <laughs> yep, our new season, which starts with the leftovers. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. tis the season, mm-hmm. the most wonderful time of the year. I know. It really and is. So that's another reason why I skipped ahead in the telenovela. Mm. It's okay. like, it's, it's been tearing me away from the leftovers and yeah, I have work to do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I took a break on that. I have been watching The Leftovers, but also I found a new Turkish soap opera. But oh, this Lord. one is only 14 episodes. Sure, they're oh. two hours and a half. Two hours Oh, and a half. goodness. But I'm pacing myself. I'm okay. pacing myself. But it's it's based on the Cleaning Lady show. And it has my girl, uh, Demet, in it. Okay. Good. And the guy from Black Money Love. I think y'all have seen him before. That one was on Netflix. Okay. I'll send you a picture. It's really good. Two the two hours and a half it, it goes like that. And I'm like, oh, let me go watch the leftovers now. That's enough. Yeah, that's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. The leftovers. Yeah. I'm behind Aren't on my today? schedule already. Yeah, maybe. Oh too. well. <sighs> that's what we do. We catch up. <laughs> We're professional binge watchers. Yes, we are. <laughs> are no problem on unpaid professional bench watchers yeah we even paid with the joy of it okay we're gonna have to set up a donation thing on this podcast we are and Maybe if anybody wants to watch us. the turkish yeah. show i was just talking about it's called adem farah cool i mean if you All got right. time i'm not talking about time. you two people may have people. time listeners yeah, may have time yes okay cool all right. Well, oh, oh, we'll, oh, oh, we'll watch what oh. we're told. Oh, <laughs> told we'll watch what to watch. To watch. <laughs> General Hospital. 
Oh, it's the sex watch. Minute. It's sex. It's September. It's September and sextober. Ooh. It's coming. Okay, someone is there. Yeah, they are. It's being promoted heavily by the show. So whoa, people are excited. Like one of the execs is actually promoting. Just wild. My goodness, that's awesome. Complained a lot. And not just us complained a lot about the, the lack of visibility and mm-hmm. the fuck shit that was going on. Like I said, other people who were not us, they saw it too. Good. Yeah. That's fantastic. Dividends. The dividends are coming in from two hours. Was it two years and a half? Wow. So then do you think in like another situation, another couple further down the road, it might all happen sooner? Uh, yes, I would hope so. I would definitely hope so. And like, this is not the first interracial couple that they've had, but like all of them have been abandoned or they have gotten slighted in some ways. Like this one has been different because they, they, they invested them at the start of it. And then when they had to recast the um, Trina character, they did that. They reinvested in it because they saw the story was there and how popular it was. So like they invested in it, but for some reason they were afraid to actually move any further with it. And we believe it was because of their racist fans. Um, they were afraid to awake afraid that beast. Them. Yes. Okay. So they would cut away from their kisses and wouldn't let them touch too much. And now we've been seeing that uh, they've, they've stopped doing that. Like they have moved full steam ahead mm-hmm. so the sledgehammer good. is coming good yeah okay excellent peter gabriel has his touch everywhere touch. <laughs> he's laying hands yes. on the show yeah indeed indeed <laughs> <sighs> you're ready willing may believe lay your hands on the show yeah mm-hmm. all right so geeks she said Grab your things. It's that time. Let's geek on. <laughs> 